0: hello welcome to this week's episode of the pwt cast my name is scrump
1: and this is stank
0: and uh this week we're we're doing a little different episode you know normally we have uh the theme music that uh friends of the show have produced for us and you know we have our catchphrases and our intros um but with everything going on in the world right now in the wake of the death of george floyd and all the protests and everything going on we just uh We felt like we wanted to, to come at this week's episode, uh, a little differently. Dave and I we usually have a fun, lighthearted conversation, um, but we felt again just with everything going on in the world right now, um, it, it just felt a little inappropriate,
1: and we kind of yeah. I mean, there's there's time for that, but now's not the time right now.
0: Exactly, and we kind of discussed like, well how how should we go about this week's episode and um for p- people who have been listening for a while now you know that we in the summer talked almost at nauseum about watchman tv show and in that tv show in the first episode you're introduced to what happened uh almost a hundred years ago about i believe it's about 98 years ago actually or 98 99 years ago uh in black wall street and at first I thought this was something that was written just for television because no way could a monstrosity like this ever occur. This had to be, this had to be in the same universe as Dr. Manhattan and Rorschach because no real people with a real beating human heart in their chest could do this stuff with, you know, and get away with it. Yeah. Unfortunately, that was the case. And so we thought, well, well, let's educate people on this because again this is it's a it's a subject that i've delved into you know ever since i learned about it because a lot it's just it's really fucked up a lot of the things that have yep. happened and dave and i thought well let's let's tell that story and maybe as a as you know as a as a mexican and a korean man we aren't the people to tell that story but with what little voice we have Uh, he figured it wouldn't hurt to try and get it out. Yeah,
1: and clearly, clearly, we're not historians. And this may end up, you know, like an episode of drug history, except, you know, Scrump and I, were clean living boys. But, um, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Watching Watchmen, I was like, wow, this is a crazy, this is a crazy spectacle. Who could imagine this would happen? And then, post-show, you learn that it's real. And then, you know, if you have any ha- appetite for history or you just want to learn about, like, uh, it's surprising that none of this is taught in schools. So, yeah, both both Berto and I have been talking about We talk about it fairly regularly, actually. Um, and it's just, it's a crazy, it's a sad time, but it's also an interesting part of our history. And, uh, you know, if you haven't watched Watchmen, you know, we'll explain it to you. Maybe you do some some of your own research, you know.
0: Yeah, because again, it's just there's 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 a lot that is it's just it didn't you mentioned it. There's a lot that's it's it's not taught to us. I on Twitter, I've been seeing a lot of a lot of videos of um uh, this uh this older white woman. Her name's uh, Jane Elliott. I'm not sure if you've seen if you've seen any of these videos. Uh, it's basically just her calling out other white people for being racist and like ignorant to this racism that's going on. Um,
1: Is she the teacher?
0: Yes, she's the teacher. There's been a lot of videos of her going around. Uh, one thing I didn't know, I was not aware of was that the United States map, the one that you're most used to seeing, you know, you got, you kind of be probably picturing in your head right now. Um, mm-hmm. Almost all of those are drawn with the United States in the middle, in the center, the center of attention. And, uh, most of a lot of a lot of places aren't uh the size they should be on that map they're not to scale obviously but uh, some are bigger than the other because when that map was made like for instance greenland is substantially bigger than south america and south america is it's just a lot bigger than greenland i don't have specific statistics but obviously greenland is not to scale of south america but Again, when they made that map, it was uh, where we colonized and where where uh, on this map do they follow the Christian faith the most. Okay, boom. So that's one of those things. Uh, I don't know about yourself, but I kind of grew up um, under the impression like, oh, well, it's a good thing these when Christopher Columbus single-handedly discovered the Americas, mm-hmm. uh, it's a good thing that these pilgrims are so man they were so fucking cool with these native americans they, and they, they were
1: friendly yeah they broke bread with them
0: yeah that was what i was taught like you know there's a lot of things where it was like oh thomas edison was this amazing inventor who invented all of these things single-handedly by himself never stole anyone's idea he did not work at a patent office and stole everyone's patents out from underneath them. that's that's not what happened he was smart he was a smart man and he discovered like there's just a lot of things you you learn and, and like they you know in in a lot of the social studies books that i had it was kind of just like yeah and then they landed here and then you know the civil war it uh you know happened and then whatever it's like wait why did the civil war happen oh you know come on like they just brush past a lot of things and i don't i haven't been in school for a very long time now but i I can't imagine what like my nephew's history books will look like because you know history is uh is told by the winner and I can't imagine there ever being uh kids taught about things such as Black Wall Street because you know why why do that when you can learn about you know how a cell the the distinct parts of like a mitochondrial cell or
1: or photosynthesis
0: which I mean not that those things aren't things you should be learning about but I also think that there's an infinite number of things like I never have to measure the you know a y-axis or an x-axis but I wish I would have known how to take out a loan how to do taxes right uh,
1: how do I balance my checkbook
0: things of that nature there's or the actual proper history uh, of this country you know like smallpox blankets a thing read them yeah i recently earlier in the year uh i went to the field museum here down downtown chicago and like looking at all these exhibits of like s- s- you know central america and i'm just like huh man like like what happened what happened to this mighty aztec empire that just fell and the mayans and oh okay the the Spaniards came over here and conquered and just you know they raped the women and took the land and it's just it's very fucked up you know like you you look at you look at like actual world history that's taught in the u.s compared to like other places and you know the united states is not you know they are not knocking out of the park when it comes to properly educating uh its citizens which is it's
1: And I I think, too, that's why you see – And like, I started noticing this when I was grown up and I started, you know, being an internet citizen. And I would find that, like, a lot of people that weren't American just really didn't like America. And, you know, you grow up in this system and you're like, why would you hate the greatest nation on the planet? And then you you start to realize what, like, the actual worldview is of – United States, you know, as, uh, through our history, but, you know, especially now, you know, we're not, I don't think we should get political about it, but, you know, you have cases of world leaders kind of laughing at us a little bit. And then meanwhile, it, you know, in certain parts of our country, they believe that we're better than we've ever been. And and our standing is great. And, and that's just a case of misinformation <laughs> propagating and, um, people not caring to do the research, you know?
0: I was exposed to George Carlin at a very young age. And Mm -hmm. I believe that's kind of what helped shape me into the person that I am now, because from a very young age, I called bullshit on religion. And I'm sorry if you're a religious person listening to this, I've just, from a young age, I've called bullshit on religion, uh, bullshit on the government, because again, whether you're left or right or you know, a different party. The government does not care about you. The government does not care about you. The government does not care about you. They don't care. They never have. They never will. Everything that they do will be painted as, oh, this is for your betterment. But at the end of the day, their bottom line is they're covering their asses to make the most money and will do what need be at the expense of all of us. So, you know, that, that's that. Like, and it sucks. You know, it, it kind of sucks. To, and again, I'm not trying to get too political on here, or anything like that. But I was just exposed to those kinds of things where, always question your government. You should mm-hmm. always, always, again, I can't emphasize it anymore. Always question your government because, and listen, I'm not some sort of like, oh, I hate America. I love America. I wholeheartedly, I bleed red, white, and blue. I just, don't like the people who are in charge of this country because again they, they don't care about us and it, it right. sucks it sucks to say that and it sucks to kind of think that way and i'm not trying to be a total cynic but again the government does not care about us you know they they'll they'll take care of us when need be um but it's when they it's when we kind of all as as a society make our voices heard Anyone who said protesting wasn't gonna work can eat their own fucking words because we've seen so many things this week happen. You know they're defunding police stations are pull police departments left and right because in in no universe I'm sorry, in no universe should a police officer who has less training than uh someone who's training uh, than a cosmetologist, no disrespect to a cosmetologist any cosmetologist out there. Uh, in no universe should a cosmetologist require more training for their job than a police officer. And in no universe should a police officer uh, – the police have more funding than schools.
1: You know? We need to – They shouldn't have military gear.
0: They shouldn't. And if they do have military gear, uh, they shouldn't be pussies about getting things thrown at them. Because, listen, and, no. I, and again, try to, I, I try to be positive – I'm going to address this one time. I I briefly touched upon it last week. Um, And I'm sorry if if you get offended. These are my personal views. These are Alberto Lara's personal views. Nobody else's. Nobody that I work for. Uh, But to Alberto Lara, all cops are bastards. Yes, that includes your friend, your relative, your partner, whatever. Even if they are a good person. Even if they're not one of these cricket cops, e- even if, you know, they are these people helping their community, they are still a piece of shit for enlisting in a group that th- at its root is based on systematic oppression, systematic racism, was started because slaves are running away and they needed someone to police that. Okay? I don't want to hear the like, well, they're not all bad because there's this video going out. I don't know if you saw it, Dave. I mean, it's been all over the internet. This old man gets knocked down to the floor. Oh,
1: in Buffalo? Yeah, in Buffalo. Yeah.
0: And all these piece of shit cops just keep going. So, I and I and I get it. Some of you might be getting angry hearing me say these things. Again, these are my personal thoughts. And you may personally know someone who is a police officer and wouldn't do something like that. But again, at, at the root of everything, they are still involved in a system in which things like this happen daily, cops kill people left and right and they get away with it.
1: This, this, well, man, and, and here's the thing, too. Oh, you go ahead. No, I just,
0: you know, like this man that killed George Floyd, he'd done it before. And had we not caught him on camera and not arrested him, he would have done it again. And this, and it's not an isolated incident, you know, I've seen the comparison being thrown around. You don't hear like, oh, well, you know, this one doctor, he's just, you know, he's just not that good of a doctor. No, if a doctor kills someone on the job, they're, they're terminated. They lose their license. They can't be a doctor. If an airplane pilot accidentally doesn't do his job as good as he should and kills a bunch of people, they're not, they don't go, ah, oh, well, you know what? Chuck's a good guy. Just we all make mistakes. No, it, it doesn't work that way. And all these little dick cops with their fucking Nazi tattoos who are these white supremacists in hiding because, you know, what better way to be a white supremacist than to legally be one and pick on these minorities? Like, those are the cops that I hate the most. But again, any cop in general, I've never felt safe near a cop. I've never needed a police officer. They've arrived and they've left, and I've gone, huh? Well, thank God they came. So again, my personal views on this. If I've offended you, I'm sorry. But all cops are bastards, including including the one that in your head right now you're going, oh no, no, no but I'm sorry. They are, and that that is as much as I'll say about that, Dave.
1: You Well, you know, for, for, yeah, for for me, I have a slightly different viewpoint. I wish um, you were like
0: I wish you were like my dad's a cop. I'm gonna beat the shit out of you.
1: <laughs> no, but like I know cops. I know cop families. Um, and again, I think I mentioned it before when I was younger, I was in, uh, law enforcement explorers. So that's a program most, you know, most, uh, police stations have it where like, it's kind of like boy scouts. If you want to learn about cop stuff and they, they teach you felony traffic stops, uh, they have, I don't want to call it LARPing or role play, but they, they role play scenarios, um, that a police, uh, a policeman might encounter, and so I've I've seen policing from a different angle. Um, that being said, I've had plenty of bad encounters with cops. I'd say, arguably, most of them probably my own fault. Um, the thing is, though, when people make that argument, and they say, well, what about all the good cops? And you, you mentioned Buffalo. And, you know, of course, fresh on everyone's mind is uh, George Floyd. Um, when there are quote-unquote bad apples and the rest of the good apples stand around and let it happen they're all bad apples so when an elderly man is shoved backwards and i mean you know for some people it might be disturbing to watch the videos but if you're curious there's two different angles of this this elderly man walking up to these cops he's holding one of their riot helmets and trying to give it back to them and they were so concerned about keeping formation that they shoved him. And, you know, if, I, if they shoved me, I probably wouldn't have fell backwards and hit my head. But I'm not a skinny 73-year-old man, right? Mm-hmm. This guy hits his head, blood instantly coming out of his ears. One of the guys that shoved him tries to help, and his superior pulls him up and says, don't touch him. And they keep walking. Or you see george floyd one guy was on him but three guys watched exactly and in case and in in cases like that have the moral fiber to say get off the guy you don't have to make a big show of it and shove him but say hey that's not needed What, what are we doing and uh instead of having a dead guy you would have had maybe a heated discussion about hey why did you do that to me in front of people but like when someone can feel so bold as to put their knee on a guy while he's begging for his life with cameras on him and seem cool as a cucumber, there's something wrong with that because you know that he's been there and done that, and he feels confident he's going to get away with it. And and I think Will Smith said something like, um, there's not more police brutality, there's more filming of it. And That may be true to an extent, but I do think with everything that's going on, you would think officers would be minding their P's and Q's, knowing (laughs) there's a riot, there's helicopters with cameras on us, there's news crews, there's people with their phones out. Let's make a good showing of this. And instead, you got guys bouncing tear gas canisters off people's heads, spraying kids in the face with mace driving by with cars and opening their doors so they can hit people. Um, shooting rubber bullets. Shoving people from behind, shooting rubber bullets, taking chunks out of kids' foreheads. And it's like, yeah, you know, when it comes to national discussions like this, it's always interesting what comes out of the woodwork, right? Like people that you thought were friends and allies all of a sudden on Facebook start showing their ass, right? And then you're like, man, I wish you didn't say that because I, I used to like you and I used to respect your opinion. But now, you know, the same thing with people that just feel the need to say all lives matter or or what about, what, what about when this happened to a white guy no one righted it then? It's like, well, maybe you didn't care enough about your community then. Right? Maybe you maybe you should have rioted because it's it is mainly a black problem right now. But it's also, yeah. If you if you want to take the stance of all lives matter, cops are assholes to everyone. (laughs) You know they they feel this weird emboldened stance, and uh, you know if, if your answer to everything is well, what about how about this? Maybe all lives, you know, that's not the time for that. And I don't think there's ever a time for that, to be honest with you. So i've um
0: I mean anyone that thinks all lives matter is a thing, people are saying black lives matter nobody, nobody is saying only black
1: no other lives,
0: lives matter all other lives only black lives matter. we all know I mean if you have a you know if you have a good head on your shoulders, you know that all lives matter with yeah, what we're all saying is we need help because black lives are in danger right now. When people yeah. say black lives matter, that is what they mean. They are not saying only black people matter. So yeah. if there's still, and Just, again, I, I'm pretty sure the people listening to this, we have a, we have a, um, enough people that listen to this where we, we know most of them personally. I don't think there's anyone listening to this who thinks who's a piece of shit. <laughs> who, yeah. Who's a piece of shit. I would, I would hope not. You know, we have, we have yeah. good guys like our, you know, our buddy Ryan Mears or, you know, uh, our man Neil who listen to this and have a good head on their shoulder. So, I, yeah. you know, but again, it's just it needs to be reiterated. Things like that, where I don't know, make kind of makes me, you know, ashamed sometimes of what's going on and just keeps going on, All right? And yeah, you know, it, George Floyd was, you know, he was it was the the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. There's so many of us. They can. They, I mean, even myself. Like I mentioned, I'm Mexican, but I'm not as. I'm fairly light skinned in complexion, so I can probably. I. I mean, I don't get as much harassment as I probably would as, you know, if, if I was a little darker in, in skin tone. Because I have friends that I know that have gotten so much shit just because of the way they look, mm-hmm. and that should never be a thing. You should never be afraid to be in your own skin. But unfortunately, for the past two hundred years that's been a case with the majority of people. Yeah. And that was kind of why we decided like, Oh, let's, let's bring, we got to say stuff. Yeah. Let's bring black wall street to attention because like, it's just, there's been so many injustices. And again, this podcast through this podcast, we're not going to fix anything. You know, I mean, what we tell you here, it's not like this is going to get fucking radio cast. You know, we're not Joe Rogan. We can't reach that many people or we can help educate that many people but again with what little voice we have we we want to help we want to help just educate because that's what that's the best best way to do if you don't know how to help i reached out to friend of the show sarah Shaki earlier in the week because uh we there's been discussions of us putting together putting together a, a shirt uh to help to donate some funds to like lgbtq community the lgbtq community um, specifically here in Chicago, I believe it's the center over on uh, Halsted and Belmont. Um, you know they they do a lot of good work with helping and giving back their community, donating things. So we're at some point in the you know at some point in the near future going to put out a shirt, kind of donate all the profits to that. Uh, but there's also so many people posting like, hey, if you want to donate or or help in any sort of way, these are you know here. This is a link of where you can help all the different black lives matters movements right now and it's just it's important you know whether it's signing a petition donating what you can if you can it's fine there's other ways there's no you can help with your time you can help with your time yeah there's a there's actually a lot of articles i've been seeing where it's like hey if you monetarily can help here's some other ways you can help and it's a good tool to have you know it's it's we just got we got to be better
1: and even And even if you're busy and you can't do money and you can't help with your time, you can help amplify the voices of people that need amplification. You can take, let's say you didn't know anything about Black Wall Street, and you know, we don't think maybe we have the biggest voice. You can go on and tell a friend that doesn't know and then enlighten them. and they might be amazed at that. and they might take that extra step and look into other things that we might not have been taught in school or uh in general and listen the black wall street story that's a that's a drop in the bucket compared to all the crappy things in our history that we weren't taught uh that maybe have been hidden and uh you know kept in kept in the closet a little bit we got a couple bones in the closet a couple skeletons but um yeah i mean at the very least if you can't donate time or money um Give yourself a little bit of mind space for it. Educate yourself. Um, learn. Learn about things that you don't experience on a daily basis, and maybe you don't understand. Like you don't know what it is to drive your car down the street and match a description of someone, and so you get pulled over maybe three or four times a year just because you're black. I mean that stuff happens to people, and I think a lot of lighter-skinned people, or you know, white people, or even minorities that aren't darker in skin they don't get it and so for a lot of people brush that away because it's not part of your experience um but there's always there's always something you can do right Let, these people are our brothers and sisters and um you know where there's smoke there's fire you, you can't have almost a whole nation of people saying this is happening to us please we need your help they're not all liars <laughs> and some people like to paint it that way um, but you know we're just trying to do our part as best we can
0: exactly and and the number one thing you can do is I mean the one thing that has kind of been therapeutic for myself actually is on social media you know Dave you kind of mentioned it earlier you see friends kind of posting shit where it's like mm-hmm. Ooh. Uh, just unfriend them you can just unfriend these people yeah. block them if you'd like uh because I mean there' just shouldn't be room for that you don't have to you don't have to put up with that I had a, yeah. know, a lot of people old co-workers mostly from other jobs not not not, not this current one just posting things where I'm just like huh all right well I don't have any time for that your nonsense yeah. yeah it sucks and again there's listen there's nothing wrong with people having different opinions if we all have the sh- if we all share the same opinion life would be extremely boring but yeah when some people just have see like overtly like like things that are just overtly racist but try to pass it off as oh well no I, that's not what i meant i don't have any time for that you know there was uh there was a ha- thing that happened in the week earlier where you know someone someone tried calling out our bus you know accusing him of being racist uh Oh, yeah. And it was just, it was ridiculous. Again, we won't won't get too much into it. Ryan, Ryan is, Ryan does a lot of things for so many people, people of color. He, he, the guy's not a racist. But again, there was, there was someone on Twitter who tried to paint it that way. And, uh, you know, you mentioned everyone has skeletons in their closet. Uh, This person had a lot of overtly racist, anti-Semitic, anti-homophobic Skeletons in that closet, and um, I brought that to light. We
1: brought it to light, and
0: I left it at that.
1: You know, I'm. Yeah, and listen, it's not. It's not even something. Some people like being bullies on on Twitter and on the internet in general. We don't. If any of you guys have come to the shop and met us, you know, we like to have a good time. Even being this serious on this podcast is kind of weird to us. Because like you know, if we had our way, we would talk about comic books and movies and sometimes wrestling, and just laugh and enjoy each other's company, but you know
0: this is something this, important this, to Dave this, and I, and we want to address this
1: these, yeah these are the things that, yeah it was just so weird yeah, for are, someone to say something like that about Ryan th- th-
0: yeah, and uh, again you know I'll 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 leave it at that is uh. Yeah. There, there was more there was more to that whole situation that needs to be public It, it won't be made public um, but it, it was what it was and again you can say what you want about the quality of our t-shirts or our designs or uh, you know shipping being it takes too long or whatever that's fine but to try and you just to try and start this witch hunt, over something you misconstrued that was explained to you, and when there's an when there's an attempt at an open forum conversation to to clear things up, and that's rejected, um, you know. I, well,
1: and the sad thing is, there's a part of us that can almost empathize. Listen, we've been through a pandemic, and then all this stuff with uh, Black Lives Matter is happening, and a lot of people are just riled up, and they feel this pent up anxiety and there's a lot of anger um, and deservedly so. Right. But you know, let's not cherry pick targets just cause we're mad. You know what I mean? Let's not, let's not take someone that's, that's done a great good for many years, for many people. And here, here's the other thing too, that annoyed me and, and we won't be on this too much longer, but like people saying like, show us your charitable donations. No, you know what? The, the the true definition of charity would be i'm doing this out of the kindness of my heart not for recognition and the fact that you have to pr- provide receipts you know what i mean it's, it defeats the purpose of truly being charitable and so um listen we get it if you're frustrated there's there's in this world right now and we've we've mentioned it earlier today too there's plenty of actual racists that you can direct your focused anger at and fight justly. But just because you're annoyed at something, don't turn that and don't, don't dilute the true nature of what's going on right now with some kind of customer service complaint. It's, it's odd. It's weird. And it's, uh, it's really disingenuous. So I mean, change. Cha- I think that's all we got to say about that.
0: Yeah, that's, it's yeah. all we have to to say about that. But you know, kind of like speaking with what you were saying, um like pe- people are doing this a different way. You know, I I mean for the most part like on social media for the I am really it's just like, hey, here are either pictures of me with my nephews or this week's episode of the podcast, podcast things related. Um but kind of became a little bit more active when I started getting more frustrated with the things I was seeing. You know, but yeah. I, I mean, if I wouldn't necessarily consider someone who hasn't just been actively active on social media talking about their feelings T- to be enemy number one, case in point, Kanye West. Everyone came oh. for, everyone came for Kanye. They accused him of this. That guy
1: Ocean Eleven. Does
0: <laughs> Yeah, they, they accused him of this and said he was that and how dare he and just as everyone was about
1: the to. The amount of people calling him an Uncle Tom.
0: The amount, yeah, it's just, and just as everyone's about to throw their Yeezys into a giant pit of fire, well, it came out, uh, I believe it was GLC, uh, rapper here from Chicago who was talking about it and TMZ was reporting it. This guy's just been working in the shadows. You know, he's yeah. he's donated over $2 million. He's helping front like legal costs for lawyers trying to make make all these unjust killings right. He's been doing a lot of things. You participated in in some protests. You know, you don't and it's like
1: cool. Yeah, that guy doesn't have to do shit. He doesn't
0: have to do anything. And I guess what no. it was is for I like you mentioned that I I, I said it to you earlier in the week. I was like he he oceaned eleven all these MAC yep. people, all these supremacists. So he said I wouldn't have they wouldn't have given me the time of day if Kanye West came in here normally. I had to put that hat on to to do what needed to be done. And listen, nope. I, I have I have no doubt that maybe some of these people that aren't saying anything aren't, aren't saying anything for a reason. I can't speak for those people. Nobody can speak for those people. those people
1: can speak for those people.
0: but just don't
1: we just can't assume the
0: worst.: can't yeah, you just you can't assume the worst, all right? Like we all can't be Ben and Jerry's, which by the way, Ben and Jerry's on for the time, for the time being, will be the only ice cream I support. I yeah. I bought some Ben and Jerry's earlier when I went to Jewel, um, you know. You have your Ben and Jerry's, and then you have your Chick Fil A's. Who, oh, who fucking, yeah, you know. But we won't
1: please don't wear to- our shirts if you're doing Black Lives Matter. <laughs> that's what, please don't wear any company apparel while uh, you know protesting social injustice.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's... what a
1: weird stance to take.
0: <laughs> what a weird. St- but listen, I mean. That's Chick-fil-A. For the that's Chick-fil-A stance, and if that's what they believe in, you know, more. Yeah, that that's not good luck with but, it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I guess we should kind of get into it again. You know, we just we kind of wanted to address this week's episode being a, a different vibe. You know, from time to time, we do have these episodes where, um, where Dave, Dave and I just just sit down and talk. I mean, the the world's opened up again. It seems you know people are. Tr- or trying to go back to quote unquote normal at the one time when the world is the most unnormal. So it is a little weird yeah. seeing seeing how the world is reacting right now. But I mean again, um Black Lives Matter isn't done. It's not over. You know, just if people we if don't see yeah. people tweeting about it as much as they were, you know, a few days ago. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean it's over. Uh it's gonna take a long time for us to fucking get these piece of shit racist people out of office
1: yeah it's it's not over till all the bullshit's over (laughs) yeah
0: and again a country that was built on systematic racism for the last 200 some odd years it's gonna it's gonna take a while but i think this generation is the one generation that doesn't they, they don't give a fuck they don't stand for yeah, shit. Yeah,
1: we're not taking no shit from nobody.
0: Yeah, you have, you know, you have, like, I'm so happy for, for someone like Cash, you know, Cash of the Allen Club who, again, I've I've known the kid maybe two years now based on his parents and how they're raising him and based on him and the individual that he is. If we have more people like that, more kids growing up like that, I have, I have no doubt in my mind that, you know, all these racist, homophobic, bigots you know whatever you want to call them um that w- we're that we're gonna do a good job of getting these people out of the system and finally get back to to helping people because yeah again the only way you can fix a neighborhood is by f- helping the people in the neighborhood you know building a fancy new train station and it's not gonna do shit for avondale let's give some of that money back to the residents of avondale you know just just for example um but Dave, let's uh, let's let's go ahead and talk a little bit about Black Wall Street. Um, so, I guess kind of the uh, the quick the the abridged version before you know we kind of get into some details is uh, in nineteen twenty one Tulsa, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, Green the Greenwood District. It was known as Black Wall Street because of the prosperity of Black people. It was. Uh, a wealthy businessman had purchased the land and he made it he's like just black people i only want black people to own this land like it's kind of it'll it'll kind of be our utopia
1: it's and a, to frame it this is in the middle of oklahoma deep in kkk country in the middle of segregation correct yeah it, so it's they, they made kind of like a like an eden for black people and it was it was the wealthiest black community in America.
0: Yeah. I mean, even then it was at that point illegal for black people to shop at white businesses and vice versa. So they were simply, they were simply using this racism to their advantage.
1: You know, like there was, let's, let's let's make black businesses where black patrons can come freely.
0: Yeah. Because I mean, I can't speak for how Oklahoma is now, but, back then it's like Stank mentioned it was right It was deep in the heart of KKK country and they had neighbors that were poor they were poor they were uneducated again we keep mentioning like oh it was like a utopia yes it very much was um the like the, the people they had uh, it, it was it was like modern sophisticated uh they boasted themselves as being unapologetically black which is good. You mm-hmm. should never be ashamed of being who you are. Who you are. You know, wear your yeah. heart on your sleeve. But they had they had a bunch of banks, hotels, uh cafes, movie theaters and they two had movie theaters, Two <laughs> movie theaters, yeah. One of them you know, you, you see in, in Watchmen. They had indoor plumbing and they had like a very good school system that produced very educated people. But again, we mentioned, you know, their neighbors weren't they weren't fans of like all this progressiveness that the African-American was the African that African-American community was achieving uh so um it was not too long after I believe it was in May of uh yeah it was May 31st where Dick yeah, Roland, Memorial Day weekend Memorial Day weekend uh Dick Rowland gets accused of uh attempted rape of a white woman named Sarah Page and I from there that's that's just when when shit hit the fans because uh the police they didn't wait to investigate any of this they started arming the people and making them cops they were they took a vast majority in helping the rioters and looters and just killing black people. They brought in the National Guard. they blocked the red the Red Cross from coming in and helping people. Uh, it was just it just makes me sick to my stomach that like something like this happened. you know, it was thirty five city blocks yeah. that that just blew up. They were bombing. They were bombing the town. Three hundred people died well,
1: yeah, well, we're not sure, actually. those are like the conservative estimates. Correct, Some yeah. people that actually live in the town now think it might've been upwards of a thousand, maybe a couple thousand, but like this Dick Slater was like 19. He was a shoe shiner and he had permission to go in this building to get water and use the restroom. Um, he uses the elevator and the elevator attendant was Sarah page and there was something happened and, um, she actually declined to press charges. That's the crazy thing. And the police decided to do it anyways. And so, um, you know, just to fill out a little bit more of the details, they take him to court and then news gets back to black wall street that they're going to lynch him. And so these, you know, the community says like, hell they are. And they go there. Some of them had guns, you know, ready to fight for their rights. And like, like the, the one little middle of the earthquake thing that happened was one one white guy says, "What are you gonna do with that gun?" And the guy basically says, "Whatever I have to." There's a fight and a shot goes off, and then, you know, the irony is most of these white people were so enraged that these black people would come to try and support their own, and they they thought a literal lynching was happening because that's what happened back then if you get accused of anything and you're a person of color you're hanging from a tree and there's no there's no trial there's no jury there's no sentence they did vigilante justice and a lot of times it was fear and hate based exactly so,
0: like I, I i mentioned the planes these these are all private planes yeah that shouldn't have been flying this yeah. low they shouldn't have been but they were and again you think at a time like this, like, well, why didn't anyone get involved? Well, it's because the Oklahoma politicians and media were were flaming, were they were framing this as a uh, it was it was started by lawless blacks, you know. Tulsa, yeah. Tulsa uh, newspapers referred to as the Greenwood District as Little Africa and N an word town. So, N word town. So right off the bat, you know the kind of people you're dealing with. Uh, these same people were also the ones who insisted that the KKK, the Ku Klux Klan come in to restore the community.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You know, you mentioned the lynching, the people that'll just lynch black people for sport were the ones who the government said they should come in and restore, restore order in this community, this primarily all black community that, I get Like, they were and, – and, you know, you kind of think of, well, why haven't I heard any of this stuff? Oh, I get it because um, there have probably been reparations of sort or, you know, maybe some sort of programs to, to help, you know, the, the now residents, the now African-American residents of Oklahoma. No. Nothing ever came no. of it. There was plenty of, of bills and, and things proposed to help, you know – the citizens who were either still alive or descendants of those people and nothing, nothing ever came to light.
1: And it's, I will, I will say this. Um, the current, I I believe he's still, he's the current mayor of Tulsa. Um, he reopened an investigation, I think in 2019, um, so here's what happened. They started coming at uh, Black Wall Street. There was a train tracks that kind of, you know, that, that's saying the other side of the tracks. This literally was how it played out. Um, they def- they were defending the line against the hordes of white people coming in trying to raise their buildings. Unfortunately, this is the definition of a minority. There were more whites on that side and they overran. They ended up burning 35 blocks in this community down to the ground. We're talking buildings, homes. Um, they were arming young, young white kids to come in with guns saying, Hey, you can shoot a black person. They're basically uh, inviting
0: them. They're like, yep, you're a cop. Yes. Go ahead.
1: And, and the plain thing is true. They did a documentary a couple years ago with, you know, because they, they did the math and they said, Oh, the last remaining people that remembered that, that were in that situation will be dying soon. And the majority of them remember planes. It sounds fantastical, but they were, they were dropping nitroglycerin bombs on people. They were shooting, swooping in terrorizing people. And then they were rounding up families, you know, whose husbands had died and fathers had died and were taking them. They were separating families back then, you know, by wagon. (laughs) But, um, What had happened was a lot of these people remembered seeing, you know, the mob come through and take masses of these black dead bodies that they had shot and dumping them in graves and covering them. And what this mayor did was he took a survey of, you know, radar of the area and they found three different spots with irregularities where they believe many of these bodies were dumped. Um, They just didn't have the money to exhume everything. But I think they're in the process of trying to do that. Um, but literally, the blood of these people fertilized the soil of that of that whole community. Um, and, you know, the way history tells it, they, they would call it the Tulsa race riots, right? And its wording is very key. When you say race riots, it sounds like both sides started it, right? Yeah, it's a race war. Of course, the black people started it and the white people started it. It was an even th- no, it was not at all, and that's why some people make the distinction between the race riot and the Tulsa race massacre, which I think is more appropriate.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely oh. is because that's exactly what it was—a massacre. You know, I believe it was something yeah. like as upward of like words matter. Exactly, I believe it was something of like upwards of like a thousand families were they're without homes, they're misplaced, and what the government did was they gave them tents.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They lived in tents.
0: They came in, destroyed their city and then said, well, here you go. Here's a tent. And they lived there. I believe it was throughout the winter. Like it wasn't until December that someone finally like stepped in and did something. And I mean, you know, eventually, you know, by, by the forties it's everything is rebuilt, but obviously things, you know, never went back. You know, it was yeah. the and again, this isn't like fuck white people not at all. No. That, that's not what this is. But it was just through the socioeconomic system that the U- U.S. has instilled. These rich white families came in and and took over. You yeah. know, there was at one point where it was six rich black families that essentially owned everything. And like there was only two airports in a in, I don't know if those Tulsa specifically or just Oklahoma, but like those airports, they were owned by black families, you know. And yeah, it's just a shame. And again, I don't, I can't, I can't confidently say that something this won't ever happen again because it, the way the, the world the way it's
1: looking now, the way the, the yeah. way
0: it's looking now, there's a lot of there's a lot of people that take the the. The this hateful rhetoric that Donald Trump says, and they don't fully understand it, but they hear "Make America Great Again," and again they don't understand what that means.
1: And well, and then for a lot of people, America wasn't so great back then.
0: Exactly. For listen for yeah, there's a lot of people out there that again when they hear those words "Make a Make America Great Again," what that means is. Make America white again, mm-hmm. and it sucks. And again, if you if if you voted for Trump, that doesn't make you a racist. But honestly, at this point, i i don't i don't i don't see any validity in being a follower of his, and that makes any sense. I'm not going to disparage yeah. anyone for believing any one sort of any one political party or any political candidate. What you believe is what you believe, and who you vote for—that's up to you. You shouldn't be made feel guilty for whoever it is that you vote, because as an American citizen, it is your right to vote for whoever you, whoever it may be. You know, if during this nest, this next reelection, yeah. you can vote for Joe Biden, you can vote for Trump, you can vote for Dwayne the Rock Johnson, you can vote for whoever it is that you want. I just hope that come November, there's a lot more people properly educated on who you should vote for, and. Right. I'm not for this like tribal this this sort of sense of tribalism that's come out in recent where you are either left or you're right. You're allowed you're allowed to have yeah. differing opinions. You're allowed to to feel left about a certain issue or to feel right about a certain issue. And that's okay. Don't don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Don't let anyone make you feel guilty for for having your own thoughts. You yeah, know, if, if someone well look, go ahead
1: well, and I'd also like to say, you know, it's often said we can have different opinions, and that's the most truest thing you can say about um, what the great ideal of America is, right? But having a different opinion is, I prefer Pepsi over Coke, or um, I think I think Ford Mustangs are cooler than Camaros. Those are differences in opinion, and even those get heated, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what I don't think should be considered an opinion is whether you think – a subset of our human race is subhuman or they don't deserve the same rights afforded to them that you do. And um, that's the fundamental difference that we're seeing between the people saying black lives matter and all lives matter. Um, There's this, and in a weird parallel to the story about black wall street, there there's a concerted effort to drown out uh, the black lives matter voice by saying all lives matter. It it happened. Uh, if you look at the history of, uh, how black lives or, uh, black wall street was reported, you know, like when you go to the, uh, library and they have those newspaper reels that you have in the light box, um, a bunch of those news articles from back then, the original reporting of what happened are cut out, specifically so you don't read what happened a lot of the headlines would read two white men killed in race riot instead of 300 people slaughtered in a black community and that's why we say words matter um and the telling of true history like it cannot be forgotten otherwise here we are no one knows the story and history is repeating itself again people are going into black neighborhoods and it's it's open season for young blacks. You know what I mean? And you can't even be safe at times in your own home or bird watching. You know what I mean?
0: You can't hold a toy and, gun. You can't. They're, they're, like, I, yeah. it, it angers me. Like It angers me the, the amount of things. Like when I hear someone say, well, they shouldn't have. No, they shouldn't have, should never come at the beginning of a sentence for when someone is unjustly murdered. There's yeah. people that have been sleeping you know, in their beds in their homes, who have been unjustly killed. Don't say, well, yeah, they because should have a no knock warrant. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you have people follow every every instruction that you give them down to the t, and they will shoot you. Yeah. They'll shoot you at point blank.
1: And and let's and let's be honest about George Floyd. He used a, tw- a counterfeit twenty to buy something. Is that a crime? Yes. Is it punishable by, by death on the street? No. No, no. Uh, so someone else told the story. I was convicted of the same crime, passing a $20 bill, but I'm white. Uh, for George Floyd, that was the end of his life. For me, it's a funny story I tell at a party. That's the difference. You know what I mean? That's It's this excessive show of force for a nonviolent crime that happens. So, I mean, imagine jaywalking and then you get slammed on your head and beat until you're dead. It makes no sense. And, you know, we always used to say police policing was a noble profession, but it's not anymore. It's it's tarnished. There's distrust. Um, and to be, to be a certain section of our population that's scared to even look at them. That's telling, you know what I mean? It's telling to where we've gone and, how wrong we were that we thought maybe, maybe we're closer to ending racism because it's back full blown, worse than ever. Exactly.
0: And you know, you touched upon it earlier and I know I said I would stop shitting on cops, but I'm sorry. I got, I got, I got Carlin running in me right now. A little more shit, a little bit more shit. You know, like you, like you often hear things like, well, again, like not all cops are bad. If they don't all kill people, they don't all unjustly murder people. Correct. You're a 100%. Not every single cop is a stone-cold murderer. But based on the... There's no shortage of cases where they do, in fact, kill people, hurt people, destroy families, and get away with it. Because even if they haven't done those things, they can do it and get away with it and uh, again it's a system that allows cops to be bad every cop well, has the potential to do those things and get away with it and i don't want to hear blue lives matter because they, they don't blue lives matter you're not born a cop you know being yeah. being a cop is a thing you willingly chose to do being black isn't something you know you, you that's not how that works yeah. You know, and I get it. Cops are are humans and they are people. And there's someone underneath that uniform. But again, that is something that – that is a a job that they took, that they volunteered for.
1: And you're supposed to be a cop. You're supposed to be a police officer because you want to do right and you want to make the hard decisions that – like personally me, if I was – Uh, if I felt some sort of affront by a suspect I was apprehending, I might not have the patience to treat them with dignity and kindness. I I I recognize that in myself, that uh, maybe I'm not the most virtuous person when it comes to that. That's why I choose not to be a police officer. Um, But those that wear the badge, clad themselves in blue, they do that with the promise that I'm going to make the hard decision. I'm going to make uh, justice dispassionate and I will uphold the law and protect you. And, um, lately it seems more like a fraternity of like-minded individuals than a service. For instance, we mentioned it earlier with, uh, this guy that got shoved and cracked his head open and then it was bleeding from his ears. 57 officers from that precinct, uh, stepped down in support of the two officers that shoved that guy. Think about that. They're supporting two young guys that shoved a guy backwards and cracked his head, and they stepped down in support of that. And uh, that should tell you all you need to know. You could consider those 57 good cops because they didn't do the shoving, but they're they're saying we support the bad behavior. And uh, unfortunately, that seems to be... The rule, rather than the exception,
0: now. On on so. top on top of uh, again, I, I promise I would try to stop shooting on cops, <laughs> but uh, not as dangerous as a profession as you would think. Not even in the top ten. Hell, yeah. I, I have a a, a a statistic pulled up here. In the five years between uh, 2008 and 2013, one policeman, one policeman, was killed in line of duty. I don't know how many, you know, people of color, how many black people were killed during that time. But I can guarantee that it was more than one. Yeah. You know, in 2013, there was the fewest police deaths since 19, since 1887. You know, so again, yeah. it's. By no means is it an easy job, you know, but also being a garbage man is a lot deadlier than being a police officer. Uh, and they actually do work as opposed to people they get, you know, they start out at $85,000 $85, to, I don't know, cost the city millions in lawsuits because, you know, they, they get a gun and a badge and, and, and think that they're these mavericks that are untouchable. You know, the next time you complain about why are my taxes so high? Well, it's probably because a police officer punched someone in the head with cerebral palsy and now the su- this, the city is being sued for $200,000. So, yeah, again, if you personally know someone that is a police officer and I... By no way am I going to diminish their job. I'm not a police officer myself. But again, do some reading before you just blue lives matter me because I have zero tolerance for that and I if anyone and and again listen if anything I've said throughout the last hour has upset anyone I'm more than willing to have an open forum conversation with you because again with the way things are right now we should all be uniting against those people trying to oppress us
1: you know and and why is is that such a hard concept for people you know what I mean yeah I mean why why is it so hard to say oh people are angry because their people are getting killed of course that should be that should be the standard reaction yes you know what i mean why are we why are we questioning why people are angry about this that uh, you would uphold someone else's job over a life lost i mean it's such a strange stance to take to me you know
0: very very much so and it's I mean, I don't know. I just... I don't... I don't know how much people will fully grasp that concept that... We're in this together. It's like I said up front. The government does not care about you. Don't let subliminal bigotry that's been drilled into your head where, like, if you say the Pledge of Allegiance every day with your heart on your hand, the government loves you and... no. Like, I hated doing that in school. I I hate that, you know, like, I never did that in school. Like, we'd all have to stand up, I'd do it, I wouldn't put, you know. Like, it's it's things like that where it's, there's being, like, I've always, it's okay to be proud of where you're from. But this, like, weird sense of patriotism where you, the cultural melting pot does not accept those that look different than them. That's never, I've never understood that. I personally, yeah. I've never looked at someone and because they're, you know, they're a woman or they look different than me or because of their sexual orientation. Like, I, I don't know. I've just I've not judged. I don't do that kind of judging. You know, my parents never told me, hey, don't be a shitty racist growing up. It's just the way I was brought up. And again, you, you just knew
1: not to be. And again,
0: yeah. I perf- I understand. Not everyone was lucky enough to have Alberto and Cecilia as their parents. Some people have really shitty parents that instill racism because that is another thing. Racism—you're not born with it; it is taught. Coming from yeah. especially coming from the Latin community, it's something that's been that's prevalent. And I never put up with any of that shit. There's a lot of Hispanic people that just drop that hard R, you know, drop the N word like it's nothing. And again. I can't speak for them, but a lot of that is systematically like racism built in from just <laughs> American culture, mean, you know, Mexican or Latin American culture, and we got to get rid of that shit because it does not yeah. matter what you look like. It what it, it's like MLK said it should be the content of your character. You know, if if you take anything away from this is don't judge people based on you know what they look like or any anything anything dumb like that because at the end of the day yeah. we're all people you know we die and none, none of this matters at the end of the day you know this con, this nonsense and bickering we should all be we should all be together right now trying to figure yeah. out what's the best way to overthrow this this shitty system that has just that it's been built on the back of all of us and like let let's make it let's make it livable live livable and tolerable for everyone like everyone, you know. Let's yeah. just let's just do that. Let's make let's make it less shitty, please. Because I'm I'm sick and tired of these
1: racist it's the same pieces, thing of
0: these racist pieces of yeah. shit getting away with it.
1: Well, I I will say, you know, hopefully on a lighter note. Uh, One of the things that I saw that came out of this, um, and I hope this statement is true, is I saw George Floyd's daughter on the shoulders of his brother, and she was out looking at the protests on the streets, and she said, Daddy changed the world. And it sucks that she has to lose a dad for that statement to maybe come true but we've seen riots we've seen riots in the past and we've seen demonstrations we've seen police shows of force we haven't seen anything quite like what we've been experiencing there have been protests in all 50 states there have been protests in different countries um and even the mayor of dc in a big middle finger to the white house painted black lives matter all the way across the, the street going up to the white house um these are things we haven't seen before. And I think we're starting to see engagement, uh, from more, from more, uh, varied, uh, subsets of all of our culture. We're seeing people from different races, March we're seeing, uh, uh, you know, traditionally there's, there's been kind of a, a rift between the black community and the LGBTQ community. We're starting to see that come together now. Um, and I think if we can just take a step back, look at the bigger picture, and say, "Hey, we're all people. Why are why are we fighting each other? Especially when we could have it so good." Um, I know me, and you know, I'll just I'll just give a little personal story about myself. I was raised as a very strict, uh, independent, fundamental Baptist. Um, and if anyone knows anything about that type of a religion, it's overtly racist um because it's it comes from that that bible belt from all the good old boys all the all the the preachers from the south kind of congregate to that sort of style of religion um it's also very homophobic um i remember at the church i was at i won't mention it because i don't want to get sued by them but um you know we would run this bus program where we would go from It used to be Mount Prospect and then from Elgin to the city. And we would run buses of um, kids from all the urban neighborhoods. And, you know, we were in a Chicago route, so it was mostly black kids, Mexican kids. Um, We would get to the church, and um, the code word for having too many black minorities on the bus was you have too many oranges. There was an orange count, um, so you didn't have to say black. Um, And then we would get – Chastised for having too many oranges on the bus because they didn't—they didn't want rowdy black kids going to Sunday school. Um, and the same thing for uh, members of the gay community. we taught that it—we were taught that it was uh, one of the two abominations. One abomination is um, saying, attributing the the acts of someone else to God, like saying like something that Satan did that God did that. That's a that's that gets you straight to hell and being gay gets you straight to hell. And I remember the first time I went to a public high school and I saw my first gay people ever out in the wild. I was I was pretty sexist about it. I was homophobic. I was like, ew, that's gross. And then I would say that thing that other people always say, I don't care if you're gay, just don't be gay around me. You know, that macho bullshit. And as I grew up and as I got out of high school and I dealt with more real people, I realized these guys, for this, what am I being so f- homophobic for? These guys just want to love each other. The same. Like, you know, people always say, oh, "Don't, don't kiss in front of me, gay guys." I don't want to see anyone kissing in front of me. You know what I mean? It, just, mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with people being. Gay. Um, but that's the thing. We're, we're taught these things, and many people across the country are taught these things, and they're just fundamental to a lot of people's beings. And some people just stay in that system. They stay in that bubble, and then they have kids in that bubble, and all their friends are in that bubble, and they all believe black people are subhuman. We don't like those Mexicans. Oh, well, keep those gay that gay agenda away from my kids. And um, it, 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 and it's the theme of the show. Until you educate yourself, w- once you go out and you see the real world and you see real things happening, and you meet real people. And you have real relationships. You know, you have this weird fantasy land stuff in your head that's not its not right and it's not real. So, I mean, if you guys take anything away from this episode, it's um, – this whole country has been built on just keeping minorities and specifically blacks down. And there have been several times where they were fed up with it and tried to fight, and then the media – you know, they'll tell LeBron James, just shut up and dribble. Or they'll tell you know Colin what I mean? Kaepernick what? to stop. Why are you taking a knee? Why are you taking a knee? Yeah. I, I bet you, I bet you, you wish they were just taking a knee now. You know, this is anyone complaining about looting and rioting and also said, oh, this guy's a millionaire for throwing a football around. You got what you deserved. You're looking in the mirror now and you don't like the reflection. And, uh, you know, it could have been a peaceful protest. Unfortunately, a lot of people couldn't accept that. And now here, here we are. Are you going to change or are you going to die and wither away? So,
0: and you know what, hopefully, hopefully next time we get together to record, um, there's more, more good that has come from this, because as I mentioned, there's been a lot of, a lot of good that has come from this. We aren't done. You know, none of this is done. Uh, You know, Black Lives Matter isn't some. It's not something that's just in vogue for a week and then, you know, we all go back to the status quo. All that has changed, Uh, very much like with everything changing due to coronavirus, um, things are changing for for the betterment. I hope. I you know. I, I hope this is one. One big lesson that we can learn from, you know, I hope, I hope that cops stop killing people for sport. Yeah. I hope that we can get equality and just treat everyone like human beings because at the end of the the day, that's what we are.
1: And let's hold each other accountable. Yes. You know, if It's, it's not that hard.
0: Yeah. Not that hard um
1: and, and 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 i'll also say this I, I know we're we're getting close to wrapping up if this what we're experiencing now if this doesn't do it i, I don't know what will i mean it's going to take an atomic bomb other like you can't get much more engagement than this you know what i mean and if there's politicians out there that, that can't wake up from this you got to get them out because they're they're not woke they stay sleep. you know what i mean
0: you have Linda McMahon tweeting about how wonderful of a uh, of like a job. It's just you have people like that that are just so myopic. Sick, I, I believe that's the, I'm using that word right. They just they don't understand. Like, yeah. don't tweet about how great the the un, the unemployment rate is when your company just fir- oh. fired a handful of people. Had one of them stick around and then make a storyline out of. Well, he was the one that actually cared and got better and was good at his job and glorify that into some sort of heartwarming storyline. Cause yeah, go fuck yourselves. You know, (laughs) like if that's, you know, there's, there's, there's a reason, there's a reason why when Tony Khan says, you know, I'm against this. I don't, you know, I don't support this black lives matter. I take that a lot more serious than when WWE puts up a graphic that, you know, as opposed to, well, this is what we're supposed to say, so we're going to say it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this is this was a, a different episode this week. You know, I again, I, I apologize if I offend anyone. Those are my thoughts and opinions. Nobody else's. Um, and, again, if, if any of you disagree with me and feel strongly to the point where you want to, to have some sort of open forum discussion.
1: Yeah, let's have a discussion. Let's have a discussion. There's nothing
0: wrong with it. You know, I've never I've never been one to if I offend someone or say something that someone doesn't agree with, instantly dismiss it. That's not how you handle yeah. that's not how you handle your problems.
1: Yeah, and it's through conversation that we can find common ground. Yeah. So please like, clearly clearly you're not gonna change Berto's opinion. And for some people, clearly we're not gonna change yours.
0: Listen, I I hope I want to live in a world where, you know, I don't have to. I don't have to worry about my nephews being shot, shot. You know, just being killed because yeah, some piece of shit little dick, you know, individual uh, was you know his he got a little trigger, little trigger happy. Yeah,
1: you know, he got I, a little scared.
0: He got a little scared, and. I don't listen. I don't want to see anyone's. I don't want to. I just. I want to stop seeing the unjust deaths of our brothers and sisters because it's just. It's not fair. It's not fair and it's not right. And if any of you know me personally, like I'm, you know, if I see something unjust, I will do my best to to try and fix it. And if I can't, you damn well guarantee I'm not going to shut up about it until you know something comes of it. So, thank you for everyone who is, you know, with us this week. Um we will go back to our our normal be you know, our, our our normal schedule I guess is what you would call it, um normal format next week. Uh we just again wanted to we we just felt it wasn't right with everything going on in the world. We right say now. Something. Yeah, we had we yeah. had to say something um because you know, again, if if the least we did was inform you of one great social injustice that happened you know almost a hundred years ago now, uh if that's what you come out of this with then, you know, good. Because there's a lot of shit yeah. that's been happening for a long time now that it's coming to light and hopefully you know, everyone, not just George Floyd. I know on Twitter it's been trending. Uh Brianna Taylor, I believe her Breonna Brianna Taylor. Breonna yep. Taylor. She her and her family deserve yep. justice. There is no shortage of you know, of, of black people that have been unjustly murdered. That
1: but there's a gigantic list. Yeah, there's yeah. a
0: gigantic list and let's not stop until yep. you know, until everyone can
1: keep the pressure up.
0: Yeah, keep the pressure up. You know, it's all all, all these people that are angry at us taking down these Confederate statues, go fuck yourself. Yeah. I will openly... Yeah, be angry. Yeah, be angry. I don't, I
1: don't... There's a there's a reason why we don't erect statues to Hitler. He was history, he lost, and he was wrong. We don't put monuments to him up. Why is that? Because we don't celebrate shitheads. Okay? <laughs> don't, don't celebrate, and don't tell me... I don't want to get on a rant. Don't tell me the Civil War was about states' rights, because... Their official statements were about owning slaves, and if you want to celebrate that, if you want to be a redneck with <laughs> Confederate flags flying off your truck, and you're saying that that has nothing to do with racism, it's it's not about hate, it's about heritage. It's it's bullshit. Okay, it's you you can't be more anti-American than the people that seceded and then attacked America. <laughs> I'd. I don't understand the celebration of that. So,
0: and with that Fuck those statues. Yeah, fuck those <laughs> statues. Uh love everyone. You know, sign Yeah. I'll I'll retweet it on the main page. You know, if you can donate, donate, support in any way that you can, you know, keep applying pressure, keep applying it because
1: Just think, be an ally.
0: Be an ally. You know? Yeah. Just please don't Please don't be one of these blue lives matter maga shitheads, please. Because don't
1: be epithetic. Just because it doesn't touch your life right now
0: doesn't mean it's not happening.
1: Help, help someone that that is affected by it, and like, even if you can just listen to what they're saying or tell their stories, you're helping. You be part of the solution, not part of the problem. And actively putting your head in the sand is being part of the problem. So, all right, guys, let's, for, let's do our best
0: for this uh, for this week's episode. I've been Scrump, and this is Tank, and we'll see you guys next week.